So this is uh, it's a first, right? Have we ever done any like audio from out here? No, nothing. Never, We've right? Never recorded out here. No. That's what I thought. Uh, so yeah, we're live at Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival, Tennessee. It's 2023 edition. What year is it? Do we know? Do we have that annual event information. Oh, like anywhere? you just said, it's 2023. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like the the annual one, I feel like we should know. I don't know. Not quite sure. Great question. Um, so we're out here. I just had like a, a panic attack. That was fun. It's okay. Not a panic attack. I had anxiety. Panic attack you, is different. I t- I'll tell you how I know when Pat is having anxiety problems at Bonnaroo. There is this place here called Spicy Pie, and they. St- it's the best pizza you'll ever have in your life. Like, I, we it's pretty good. All it's pretty place. good pizza by the slice. Still have not found pizza this good. The last time Pat hangs, had anxiety at Bonnaroo was right after his mom died. I bought him, and I think we just talked about this in the last podcast. I bought him a whole pizza with a number 40 on it yeah. because it was his birthday. He ate, like, half a slice of this entire pizza. And I was like, oh, my God, how often are you ever going to get a whole spicy pie pizza? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And he didn't eat it. Just now, he walked into the, <laughs> he walked into the press tent with a piece of spicy pie. And then he walked out. No, was, I, I I took one. Dude, that's not even a bite. That's like a two. Nibble. I had two bites. An actual bite would be like that whole first that's a That's a human bite mark right there. That's a chomp. Are those fries underneath it? No, what happened was I wanted to <laughs> see... Alright. So fries on your pizza? Let me I mean, just, Bonnaroo, let me just set this up for you, right? <laughs> so, um, we're coming back here to this little media area, which is behind all the fun stuff. People always think, by the way, when you work media or uh, you're in a band or you're like working with the band, everyone thinks that backstage is some mythical place with drugs and hookers and no laws. I don't know what to tell you. It's not. It's people working. <laughs> it's people who have been probably working all day and yes. are tired. Uh, it's security. Some folks who want to just be seen. But it's not like a, a quote-unquote fun place, right? So as we're walking to this media area, I go, oh, I hear a band that I want to see. Yeah. Guy named Kingfish, amazing blues guitarist. And I uh, we're walking back here, and I said, I'm gonna go listen to this band outside in the real world. I'm out there, and I see Spicy Pie, and I go, I should get some Spicy Pie. So I watch my my, my dude around a good solid 10, 15 I thought minutes. that would help your mood because you were kind of in the mood earlier. I honestly, I thought it. <laughs> Go ahead, let it out, let it rip. Pat didn't have coffee this morning. We, he buys instant coffee. See, I drink iced coffee here because it's it's still it's hot and humid. I can't. I mean, you drink iced ice coffee at home. Well, yeah, during the a, you're summer. An ice yeah, coffee guy. during the summer. Yeah. Um, so he goes, oh shit, there's no microwave in our RV, which there actually was. He just wasn't uh, looking there, in the right yeah, place. Yeah, like I was so <laughs> fucking like. You were out uh, of it, and then I'm like, shit. If he he started to get cranky, and I'm like, shit, he needs coffee. Like it's it's like hangry, but with coffee. So we walk into the grounds and then realize we get so far in that there's we walk past all the coffee. No more coffee. So I'm like, all right, well, now we're at a point where maybe he just needs to eat. Like, it's like a baby, you know? He's like a toddler <laughs> that can't tell yes. you what's wrong. No. So you just kind of have to figure it out on your own. And, um, yeah, I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm glad you had your moment 
I had to have it. Because I couldn't figure out what it was. I'm like, is it, is, does it need coffee? So, food? Well, what is the problem? I think I figured it out. Get it, right? So You're not going to waste that pizza, are you? No, it's kind of cold now, but I'm going to make something happen with it. you got so, to eat it, man. Those slices are like 12 bucks a piece. <laughs> Please don't waste that. I'm Ten, uh, $11 this year, by Jesus. the way. Thanks a lot, economy. I will say the the food this year. The food's always a little pricey. It's fucking it, more expensive this thank year. You. They're okay. getting the hippies I this paid, year. Jesus, I paid fourteen dollars for a smoothie. <laughs> I almost shit my pants. I was like, "What did you just say?" You I mean, mean is I mean, one smoothie. The, this I is. Can, I can justify seven dollars for a smoothie. Fourteen? Holy hell! Now this is that's the Achilles heel, right? Of all these festivals, that's always the joke out of like the big ones, the Coachellas or the yeah. you know Lollapalooza, the ones that get all the big national coverage. Is the joke is one about the bands, the small names, and no one knows who they are. But the other one is about the like you know it's ninety dollars for two hamburgers and a hot dog. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, they jack those prices. So get this, I'm out there watching Kingfish, great blues guy, and I'm like, yeah, I should eat. They're spicy five. Because I realized, you know, coffee time is over. Yes. Right? Now you need to eat. So I'm thinking, I'm going to watch a little bit of my boy, and then I'm going to go get uh, some pizza, and I'm going to come back here to the media tent and eat it. Because you don't want to eat that pizza out, you know, oh, sun no. beating down on We tried eating it, like, while we were walking last night. No good. And so I come in here with my pizza. It's all air-conditioned, this little media tent. And I got my lemonade. And as AJ said, I took one bite, and... And then he walked away. Fucking walked away. I'm like, he's dying. Oh my god! I took a massive, uh, anxious poop uh, in a porta potty. Is that where our kid gets it? And probably. He takes anxious poops. He like he admits it too. And uh, then I came back and I could feel my heart rate was up. Now the good part is, or bad part maybe, is I'm not wearing my Apple Watch. So normally your Apple Watch would tell you. I I I can look at it. No, I can just you know psychologically sometimes you're like, oh, I think my heart rate's up. But you don't really you know, know. where it's supposed to be, yeah. So usually I can look at my Apple Watch, but like, am I? So I don't have the you know, watch on. I feel it kind of beaten outside. And I'm sitting there going, motherfucker, I have anxiety at Bonnaroo. I'm at the happiest goddamn place. The place I have it tattooed on my fucking chest. It's okay. And I'm out there, not even like panic, because panic attack is like the world's falling in and I'm going to die. Yeah, it's a pretty awful feeling to yeah. feel an actual panic attack. Panic attack is different than anxiety. Anxiety is just this uncomfortableness and this just you like... You just don't feel right and you, know, and you can't get rid of it. Yeah, yet. yeah. So I'm sitting out there and I start feeling that. And I think I figured out why I was feeling it, right? Um, because this is really cool. There's a Bonnaroo class at a college in Nashville. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, I mean, you have it behind me. What's what's the name of the thing? The Bonnaroo class. I no, know. the, the, the univer- University. Oh, you don't have your fucking Bel- glasses no, on. Belmont. Oh, my God, she can't read it. No, I Belmont say University. Belmont University. I just said that. <laughs> I can I read that. I forgot when we, last night, AJ may have lost her glasses already, and I shit you not, last night as we're leaving, she says, so you're going to have to stay close, I don't have my glasses. No, 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 I can I'm read I'm sorry, that. I should have used you. No, 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 you, you know, I can read, no, I only need my glasses at night. Belmont University has a class about Bonnaroo and just, like, music festival. And, like, either. This, this is a huge part of the economy down here. Sure, and so it's literally about all the facets of employment and all that stuff. So, we come in here to this media tent. And I got my pizza, and I sit down, and I start hearing a college class being taught. And it transported me back to when perhaps I was in college studying the same thing. I, mean, I went I to... Say, the first time or the second the, no, time? No, the first time. Okay. My undergrad is from Columbia College, Chicago. 
alma mater of soon-to-be-retired Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak. I love how you don't mention Kanye West went there anymore. Not since the anti-Semitic stuff. He's we not, gotta nobody, let him go. You're not proud of him anymore. As soon as you, as soon as you go to war with the Jews, <laughs> you're we, done. We no longer celebrate Jews' alma mater like at a performing arts you're done. college. So I went to a school like that where it was just tons of people being taught to dream and to learn a business and how to stay real to your art, your craft, and all this. But are you just feeling old? It was a it, well, no. It was just. <laughs> Sorry, that, I don't mean to laugh at yeah, you, but thanks. just the way you're saying. Thanks, it. bitch. You just like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking feeling old. Thanks, bitch. Um, no, just it was like that. It's, it's very well. Like I remember being there. Yeah. It's such a like. Not only is that a foregone it's a time, memory, it's a closed yeah. chapter in my life. I think it's over. It's yeah. done. I closed that shit. And I started a new chapter. So I don't know. It was just weird. Um, some people would have thought, oh, you should feel inspired or brought back. But I felt uncomfortable. So I left the room. I took a shit. I went outside. Uh, I cried. And then AJ calmed me down. And then... I felt much better when I realized I forgot what day it was. And that he had messed up an interview that's actually messed, tomorrow. I'm sitting here having this anxiety, and I'm like, I got to get it together. I got a fucking interview with, you'll find out on the next podcast. I have an interview with a Grammy-nominated artist coming up in 20 minutes. And here's the problem, too. Is <laughs> I that need to get this shit together. Our phones out in, uh, hey, Bonnaroo. Take, a, take some of the money you make and just get a little cell tower out in GA camping. Right. Because when you are camped with 100,000 people, the cell service sucks. So yeah. like, we can't even text our kid out there. Nothing updates. We like Once you walk into the media tent, you have Wi-Fi. Yeah. I have like 70 emails, 20 texts. <laughs> and, the, and then I'm like, holy shit, Like, what if I miss something important? So that it is scary when we're not in here and you're waiting to hear from an artist. Yeah. Like, I, I have... Because that is such a back and forth business. Yeah. And here's the problem. The artist people... They're not staying here like well, the whole four days. So like you got to catch totally. them. But they're also back here, which means they have all the Wi-Fi. Yeah. They're texting each other. Other. They're on Instagram. They're making TikToks. Us Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm like desperately trying to get a text to uh, go through to like Liquid Strangers yeah. Management, who we interviewed yesterday. We'll get to that interview coming up. Um, and I'm like, like, can I please find one bar of service? No, not you. Don't even get a bar. So yeah, here's the funny part, right? So I, I go outside. I have my little anxiety, cry. AJ comes out, which makes me feel better. Uh, little college class ended, so we came back in here. I feel much more safe, right? Safe space now. And um, then I'm like back in game mode, right? Yeah. Now I'm like, all right, motherfucker, we got get back to work. Damn it. Shit to do which is mainly party and interview artists. <laughs> so I jump on my phone, bam, I got a, you know, text that I got to send out. I send it to the artist who I think I'm about to interview. And I'm like, yo, artist guy rep, here's where we are, let's make this happen. And artist guy goes, yo, bro, great, that's awesome, except we're in New York City. It's supposed to be tomorrow, right? They're not here because it's tomorrow. <laughs> and I go, motherfucker, you're a thousand percent right. I shit you not. I literally was almost having anxiety on top of my anxiety about something that wasn't even fucking happening. He, this, I feel bad. The spiral like, is real. He, um, he's the one setting up all these interviews. It's kind of fun. Yeah, but it's also stressing you the fuck out. <laughs> it's not, no, no, no. It doesn't stress me out, but here's the problem that I've learned to love. And, What's, and I, let me tell you. Go ahead. What's stressing me out is the lack of cell service because <laughs> I have a text in right now 
for an interview I'd really like to get. And yeah. it's like an attainable person. Yeah. And you probably know who she is, actually. It's but I can't I, I don't I don't know if she ever texted me back. Right. Because I said, hey, if I don't text you back right away, it's because there's no cell service out in the land of GA camping. So I get here and it's not like you know, texts don't just pop up that you missed. You just get texts you get when you're in here. So I'm like, I I could have missed it and don't even fucking know. And it sucks. That's what's stressing me out because I really wanted to get this interview and I'm like I have, I have an email in right now to Shaq's people because he's here. <laughs> yeah, DJ Diesel. DJ Diesel. He's Everyone actually, forgets Shaq's a banger of a bass he DJ. He's an amazing DJ, you guys. Like, we're so excited about his show. It's for the love, man. You want to talk yeah. about a career path that he picked up just because he's like, this is fun. He doesn't need to. I the like bass music. Rich beyond his wild. I like streets. that headbanger bass music that white kids jump up and down to. But I just, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit here in the media tent and wait for responses and never leave. Like, uh, that's What's it's weird because I've kind of been retrained, right? So, in the media world, the radio world, the one me and you met in came up, and everything's fluid, yeah, right? Everything can change at the drop of a hat, and does it does, yeah. I work now in a field that operates off a clock, yeah, it operates off of we see people for 53 minutes out of every hour. They have to come at this time on this date. I have to be there at this time in this date. You ever heard your therapist say, so we're going to have to pause there for today because yep. we're at time. We're at time. That's, you know, my life now. So I forgot getting back into the world of dealing with goddamn artists and management. That it's all over the place. Everything is a fucking, like, toss in the air. Like, yeah, we'll make it happen in three. And then three comes. Like, we meant seven. Yeah. You know? Um so yeah, that part's like a little wonky, but it's all right. You're doing all it's, right. It's kind of fun. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm better now. I'm a little. We've also found um, that our curse of Bonnaroo, <laughs> because it's ha- now at this point, it's an absolute curse. Totally. Um, so what happened was, and I think we also talked about this in the last podcast, they used to have an area for camping that when you're media, you just automatically get to camping. This year, they're like, oh no, you've got to buy camping. Yeah. And we're talking like $400, $800. So we were like, oh shit. Well, we did the $400 one, which is what they call primitive camping. It's an RV camping. It's an RV primitive camping. They're like, well, if you have a generator, then you can do primitive camping. You don't need to plug in. So we rented a generator. Every year. Like, it's it's every single year, whether it's attached to an RV, whether it's separate. I mean, I every every Bonnaroo, I have memories of, like, in the dark with a flashlight trying to get this this freaking... And, and, I, and it's not that bad this year because the weather actually isn't, like, I would say, degrees. I was cold last no, night, I you know. I went to bed last night cold out here. But, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's chilly at night. However, you sleep past, like, 11, and you're dripping in sweat. So, and, and this year, same thing. We rented a generator thinking the primitive camping would be fine. Can't get it started. We've had, like, neighbors helping us. They can't get it started. And so we've decided now we're fucking done with generators. Electric forever. all day. I will, I will, now that I know we have to pay for it, I will save the money for next year to buy the electric site because I am done. We can't charge anything in there. There's no air, which... Oh, you should have seen AJ haul ass into the media tent and flip out when, um, 
all the circuits went down and you can charge anything. She's like, I need to charge. Well, yeah, I told the lady here, I'm like, thank you so much. I'm like, our generator's not working, so we have no place to charge anything. She goes, I hear that from a lot of people here, so it's not just Good. us. Good, it's not just us. Maybe yeah. it's a bunch of people uh, who Maybe. don't normally use generators. That's the thing, I don't know if we just suck at generators. We probably suck. Or if we're just cursed with If we had a good old generators. boy from Alabama, I bet you he'd get that bitch going about yeah, two but hours. Yeah, our neighbor, our camping neighbor is a good old boy from Tennessee. And he, he is, he is close. Started. Yeah, he is working on is it Travis, as well. Travis, and he's amazing. He is well. so friendly. And the, the cool part is he's local. He's from like an hour away. So, like, when he got here yesterday, he's like, hey, y'all, is there anything you need? Because I got friends that are shopping right now. Because once you couldn't get in here, you really yeah. can't get out. It is, you are in for four yeah. days. And, yeah, he's awesome. He's been incredibly helpful. He's letting us plug stuff into his generator. Yeah, I was going to say, he was literally like, look, we can't figure it out. Don't worry about well, it. You plug into mine. We'll I make mean, it at happen. this point, we have 10 gallons of gas that we can give him for his generator. Right. In, in return. So I, yeah. think that's, I think that's a good trade-off. That is a good trade-off. We're done with, we're done with generators. Next year, we <laughs> are all done. primitive. Uh, in my 41st year on this earth, we will be plugging in for camping. All right. There's a lot of people coming in here now. What's, what's going on? There's, I don't think there's... There's nothing going on to like five. I don't know. So they have a lot of people they do like media interviews and stuff in here and like panels and stuff. But to be honest, this year they don't have a whole lot on the schedule. But I think what happens is it's like you said, it's fluid. Yeah. Like sometimes people just show up. They're like, okay, we're doing a panel right now, which is actually when we walked in here, what happened? We were ready to record. Yeah. And they started a panel that was not on the schedule. It's a class. It's a class. It's a class. Yeah, the Bomb Brew University class. But yeah, no, this is. Um, it's it's we, we and I also told us to cut about his anxiety. It's a new room, man. This is a very different right. festival than the last time we were here. They've added a lot. Um, I, and I'm not gonna say it feels commercialized. It just feels like they've added a lot. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot more in here, and it is sold out, which you can feel. That's right. There it did are sell a out. A lot of people here. Thursday morning, they made the announcement that which usually doesn't sold. happen that early. Yeah, usually by the end, maybe. Yeah, by the last day, they're like, oh, it was a sellout, but not the first day. That's that's. Big. We and we. I mean, we've been here years past when they've had record low crowds. Yeah. Um, which obviously for them is scary because no yeah, dollars the in the bank. That's awesome. <laughs> We're like, yeah, for the attendees, we love it. Here. The promoters are losing their minds. Well, but. they're getting their money's worth this year. Whole, they I, are. I, I think this year is a. I think this is their comeback year because yeah, the pandemic they didn't have it, then they tried to have it, yeah, and they got the entire grounds got flooded out. They had to cancel like the day of. Yeah, I remember People that. We're already here. Then they did it last year. We didn't come because we had just moved to Arizona. We just had too much shit going on. Um, but this year is. It's big. It is big. A lot of improvements. Absolutely. I've been coming here. Do you see the the, the toilets over by the? Was it the other stage yes. we were at last night? Yeah. They're not porta potties. No. They're like actual individual Fucking stalls. toilets. Did you notice? Of course not, because you're a girl. In the guys' bathrooms, they have actual brick and mortar bathrooms. I know old Bonnarubians right now are like, ah. We used to shit in a, we used in to a shit hole in my the hand. Yeah, we used to <laughs> fucking dig a hole and shit in it and then cover it up when we were done. Um, the guys' urinals. No, I haven't noticed. The they have urinals. dividers that go up about six feet. You don't understand the weirdest shit. Is when you can see the guy next to you. Everyone at the pisser, we're all left. I mean, sometimes it's okay. We've all been in fun situations. But sometimes you just don't want to make that much eye contact with your dick in your head. 
So they have these awesome dividers that go up, not just to like your shoulder, which is sometimes where they normally go. They go up like another extra foot and a half and it covers your head. I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. I love it. It's it's cool. We have a, um, the one thing we can use in our RV is we have shower. a shower. And let me tell you, I am feeling the pain once again of being a very tall girl. Oh my god, you're bumping. Dude. You would never be able to buy an Airstream. We're renting this no. Airstream, and it's cute, and it's uh, small and portable, and I mean, we literally had people stop by to look at it who were considering buying it's one. It's really cool, but not if you're tall. But it is for short people. My poor girl here. The girl we rented it from, I should have known She yesterday. a tiny little thing, right? She's like 100 pounds She's soaking a tiny wet. Thing. And I'm like, yesterday, as I start, like, I desperate, like, I can barely sit on the toilet because my legs are too long. They, like, stick out the door. And I was like, how does anybody sit in here? Oh, yeah, she's, like, 5'2", oh, 100 yeah. pounds. I got in the shower, and, like, I put the nozzle over my head to get my hair wet, and my hand kept bumping up against the ceiling. So I had to crouch, and it was just... I I feel the pain of being tall here. Although I did see a, there was a girl taller than me last night. And when I walked by her, I fist bumped her. I'm like, tall girls for life. She goes, I love meeting other tall girls. Glamazon's in the house. It is, it is not a choice. It is something we live with. When I was in uh, high school, I dated, made out, whatever, with a chick who was real tall. Taller than she me? Ta- uh, yeah. Like over six feet? Yeah. Because I'm 5'11". Now, here's a funny part. This is like sophomore year high school. Yeah. The year before... She was dating the shortest yep. motherfucker in class. Yep. It was this little cat, this yeah. little Italian cat who was like five foot something. Yeah. And she was like six foot one. My first high school boyfriend. Little dude? I just, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Back in like the 90s, it was very like you were trying to conform to society. Yeah. There was it being yourself, being weird, look, dressing how you want, acting how you want. That was not embraced. You needed to, to conform. I'm like, I have to find a boy that's taller than me, whether I get along with him or not. So I was always looking for guys taller than me. And then I met this guy named Vincenzo, who was about five inches shorter than me. But we got along great, and we had a blast, and we started dating. But man, did we look funny together. Yeah. I mean, we and like, I took him to homecoming. I couldn't wear heels. Like, I remember I, I wore heels, but I took them off for pictures and, like, took them off. I don't even know why I wore them. I should have just gone there. Yeah. But, yeah. And then after that, my next boyfriend was like 6'2", so he was taller than me. But yeah, it's a struggle, man. And like Pat and I are about the same height. I think I'm a little taller than you because I have a little bit, yeah. my boots have heels on you on tonight. But yeah, um, it's tough. But yeah, there was a tall girl standing way, and I told her she was standing way in the back of the crowd. Yeah. And I was like, don't feel bad getting up close. I'm like, we don't do that to block other people's views. True. It's not our fault. I that have we're tall. heard that because I also hang out. It's funny, like my you know one of my BFFs is stupid tall, and he hangs out with some other tall people, and they have those conversations. Yeah. About in concerts and GA concerts like should they yes. try to stay back that should was a they, discussion on should the... they try to you know go forward like they're yeah. a normal person but it, you know it's it's I don't there was envy a discussion those about it on the Bonnaroo subreddit and it was because in a crowd like this like you don't buy seats you just have wherever you are that's where you're watching the show from yep. some people wait up at the rail for hours to see their favorite artists but other than that you can't if there's somebody tall in front of you there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, the, the, and the 
Right? Speaking of water, as AJ takes a swig of her liquid death. Liquid death. <laughs> the mountain be, water from the Alps. Which is still... Murder your thirst. Let me tell you, just whoever got high and thought it up. They, You're brilliant, and you deserve every dollar you fuck. get. Because this is the official festival concert. This is the first year they've had it here. Like Liquid death is everywhere. It's usually bottled water. Now it's all liquid death everywhere. Yeah, which we know is like the environmental yeah. impact, right? But it is. it looks cool. I can't tell if you've got a Corona or a water. Which is nice for people like Pat and I who really don't drink almost yeah. at all, you know? Because you, <laughs> you go to a concert and you feel like the biggest I had, dork with a bottle of water. Can I tell you something? I had like the complete opposite conversation with uh, cats that are camping next to us. We got some, see, you, you meet a lot of people, right? I'm just going to keep talking about yeah. people we meet. So we got some cats next to us uh, from Seattle. It's their first Bonnaroo, you know, all the way down from Seattle. And uh, homie looks at me and he goes, here, he tossed me a Corey's Light. But here, you want a beer? And I go, no, I don't want a beer. And I, I said, you know, me and alcohol, just, we, we don't jive anymore. We had some good times. Yeah. We had some good times. Alcohol was fun while but, it lasted, you know, but not a good choice. It's all over with now. Those times are behind me. And he goes, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. And I pull out my vape pen and I hit it, you know, which is THC. Don't tell the Tennessee people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I go, hey, homie. Like, I mean, he's from Seattle, right? So yeah. it's, it's not too hard. And I, Seattle I go, is actually where I started smoking pot. That is pot. right. It's where you first started smoking pot. <laughs> I was too afraid to do it in Wisconsin, but then we moved to Seattle. I'm like, right? I don't smoke some Wisconsin, pot. you're like, I'll start drinking at 12. Yeah. But smoking a joint, don't that'll smoke kill pot. you. Um, but so I go, hey, you want to hit off, off the old Benjamin here? And he goes, oh, no, man. You know, me and we. Like, we just, you know, it's like, like we, you and it's the exact same yeah. thing. And he starts telling me how in high school, because he's younger than me, right? Yeah. So he's in his mid-20s. He goes, dude, I started smoking in high school, and it got to a thing where it was like all day, every day. Oh, my God, I can't Just because he's like, you know, you're in high school, and you don't know how to say. Yeah, I just can't imagine being drunk all day in high school. Like, that's mind-blowing. Well, no, but he was smoking. We, oh, I'm sorry, he was yeah, smoking. smoking. But, but still, it was just like, yeah. he's like, yeah, we would smoke before school, and then we'd smoke on the lunch break, and then we'd start smoking in the hall, you know, in the bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. You know, and then he's like, once you get out of school, you smoke, and then once you get home, you smoke, and then, you know, he's like, I realize, fuck, this is not good for me. That's the difference between the Pacific Northwest and the Midwest. <laughs> right, look at us, that! Us look Midwest kids have, bl have stopped drinking because it was such a problem. <laughs> I had a kid in the and the kids in the Pacific Northwest see, have stopped smoking pot because it was like, such a problem. Listen, I started dabbing. <laughs> Wax when I was 13, okay? I don't need to touch weed again. That's funny. I didn't even think about well, that. Well, speaking of liquid, because I think they're about to start another Oh, is there a class going on? I need to get the fuck up. out of here before I get triggered. Wrap this up before Let's I got Let's wrap this up. Wrap, wrap this, this up. up before I got to go. Speaking of liquid. Liquid. Uh, liquid Stranger. The Liquid Stranger. Electronic dance music artist, producer. Uh, he headlined part of a double headline bill last night here at Bonnevere, the opening night, Thursday night, um, and we got a chance to sit down and talk to him. Do we call you Liquid, the Stranger, Mr. Stranger? Depends, but I go under the name Liquid Stranger. Okay. The so. Liquid Stranger. The, which I always like, too, is the, the Liquid you, Stranger. Yes. Um... We're the same age, me and you. Yeah. So we came up dance music the same time. What's the biggest evolution you've noticed from when you first found electronic music to now? Well, you know, I got into the scene in 89 
and back then you know I was living in Sweden I'm from Sweden <clears throat> that's why I speak funny so uh, back then it was a very underground culture and quite frankly pretty shunned you know like it wasn't cool to be a raver at all uh, I grew up in a little fishing village in Sweden <clears throat> and I traveled to the UK during the summer of love which was 89 and they were playing kind of very obscure acid jazz acid techno and that type of stuff the biggest thing that's happened now is that and I guess that happens to every music form I remember my parents saying that their parents hated that they liked the Beatles because they had long hair and that was kind of radical back then you know what I'm saying but then you give it enough time and if it's good it will stick in the zeitgeist and nowadays you know my music has been on Oprah Winfrey and X Factor and you think you can dance and you know crazy stuff that I didn't think was going to happen you know Yeah. so I do think it's just you give it like time and grade and with that uh, if there is something there it will stick Yeah. and then you know separately from that um, it's a culture that was really based on what's called plur, which is peace, love, unity, and respect. And how can you not like that? I mean, that's beautiful, a beautiful premise. So <clears throat> the, the coolest thing for me as an artist is that I truly love my fans because they're really good, smart, vibrant, healthy people. And you go out here, you're not gonna find any guns, you're not gonna find any knives, you're not gonna find any kind of, uh, evil yeah. at all it's it's it's, it's, a, it's it's a very loving culture mm -hmm. that has not changed i'd say that's just been amplified unfortunately it hasn't gotten diluted by you know it be becoming more popular mm -hmm. but to go back to your question i'd say the biggest thing that's changed that there are just more of us now yeah. which is a great thing mm -hmm. you know that's what i was wondering because there's it, it is big right and you think that's more work for everyone it's like it's better to have more people in the game mm -hmm. um you're me because you have your own label so your label is wakan exactly. and you get to bring up new new artists onto your label how's that adventure been you see that's my biggest uh passion right now i've i've done a lot myself and Thankfully, today I'm in a position where I can be more selfless and help others. And sort of, you know, you can probably relate to this. You go through your life and it's a slug and you have to try a bunch of stuff out. And I failed a bunch of times and you made, you know, I'm not blaming that on anyone else. I just made the wrong moves or not any move. And I'm trying to basically just shave off some years of bullshit. Can I say those words here? Oh, yeah, sure, okay, yeah. I just shave off. A bunch of years of poorly used time for the people that I invest in, you know, so that they can, you know, bypass some of the, you know, and get, get a little more um, success right off the bat. Yeah. In, in, again, a safe environment that's being curated by yourself as opposed to people who are coming in and just, you know, signing and cashing in, you're kind of yeah. creating a great experience for those artists. Yeah, and there are a lot of us people here in the EDM scene, you know, or in the bass music scene, you know, kind of, it's a little niche scene, you know, house music is very established today, and yeah. 
so is techno over in Europe. What we do is maybe a little more niche so far, but it's growing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, it, it's a. I would say it's a very safe and good environment for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be. You know, because most artists are very sensitive people. You know, music is ultimately uh, an emotional language. You know, it's a beautiful way to express yourself through your feelings and. Uh, if you're gonna be vulnerable enough to be honest in that expression, you need an environment that sort of um, gives space for that. Yeah, and, and your music does that border between beautiful and spacey and um, extreme, right? It can hit you hard, but it can hit you soft, and is- because we're humans, right? And we all have a wide span of emotions. Most of what I used to make is very pretty down-tempo, but I do like, for example, tonight at Bonnaroo, I'm going to be playing pretty hard, energized, but still, you know, there is still a little bit of humor, a little bit of light in there, but stuff that moves people. But yeah, you know, we have a wide span of emotions and feelings, you know, some days you feel like, eh, and other days you feel like a thousand bucks, so yeah. music reflects that, you know. So you are here at Bonnaroo, and you are part of a banger Thursday lineup. Thursday's usually kind of quiet around these parts, and you're going a back-to-back sets, uh, you know, right in a row. You and Zed's dead. This is a this is a big night. Yeah, it's a wonderful. I think the crowd is really going to like it, and I, I was impressed myself looking at it. You know, yeah. been here once before, and um, it was amazing. I mean, this is honestly one of the best-run festivals in the country. It mm-hmm. it manages to be both really big and encompass a lot of different genres, yet not feeling too corporate you know what i mean you know it's it's very down to earth and very beautiful decorations and everything so i'm very very excited to be here yeah we're excited too to see you um we have to find out what spaghetti legs mean we've seen you enough all over the country spaghetti legs comes up what's what what's up with spaghetti legs well basically there was the little portion of my set that i called spaghetti time right where just encouraging people to really go out on a limb and express themselves because dance i'd say is probably the most honest of every human communication as well or movement it's one of the few times we as humans go somewhere without having a destination right so dance is very important to me and just want to encourage people to flail around and feel free in their movement so spaghetti time is just that time now everyone who 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 likes my uh my thing tends to know that and i don't really announce it as much at shows anymore it just it comes with an understanding that yeah you just go go crazy i think that's healthy you know not to be too confined, but just feel comfortable and free enough to make a fool out of oneself, yeah. you know, without judgment. So spaghetti time uh, tonight uh, at Bonnaroo and with festivals. Speaking of, you said this is kind of a great experience. It's just, You have your own festival as well. You have the Wakan Festival. Yeah, that's a crazy one because um, <clears throat> never did I think that someone like myself would uh, be a festival owner. But it actually came about so many fans, thousands of thousands of people were bugging me about it, you know, writing me about it, like you should do a Wakan festival. Um, first, me and my manager uh, thought that was a pretty crazy concept. But then we, the more we was like, maybe we should just, do you think, I don't know, that's like, uh, well, uh, and then it's like, okay, well, I got a little money stashed away, like, let's just try it. And the fans came through and we 
sold it out and um it's beautiful so now it's become a yearly thing you know and every year we try to make it a little bigger a little better so that's at mulberry mountain end of uh, september yeah. beginning of october and that's down kind of in your neck of the woods because mm-hmm. like you said you're from sweden but yeah. you live here now and you live in the hotbed of oklahoma yes i've moved to oklahoma pretty recently it's a weird thing right i never really thought i would end up in oklahoma i lived a few years in uh, scottsdale arizona came over to the states to study and train martial arts and then back then i was like yeah maybe i should just put music on the shelf and then by you know fortuitous events or whatever i'm back here now again and then my management uh, and all my employees my whole team they live in oklahoma that's where we have our big warehouse where we make all our clothes that's where we have our big office and it made sense during the pandemic for me to move there and be closer to everyone and 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 it turned out to be a great um great uh, initiative because now we can meet up more in person you know every week and you know when you meet face to face something beautiful happens you know as opposed to just doing everything over the phone or email and stuff like that yeah. so we move faster this way and Oklahoma is funny enough pretty similar to Sweden people are, are a little reserved it's a lot of farmland everywhere mm-hmm. I mean I, I feel pretty much right at home there <laughs> right at home in Oklahoma yeah so uh, final question because you said this on stage, and we were just wondering if it was in the moment or if you really meant it. You played a set, a headlining set, uh, in uh, Tucson, Arizona, at the Gem and Jam Festival. You said you lived in Phoenix. So right down, we have little Gem and Jam. You headlined. You said on stage, this is the coldest set I've ever played. And I guess we should tell people, this was in February, so it's not Arizona in August. It's not Arizona summer. Was it indeed a guy from Sweden telling us that a February set in Arizona was the coldest you'd ever played? You were there? I was there. We were, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was, I was there. Where were you? Oh shit! Is that when I went to the car because I was so cold? You went to the car because it was too cold. Yeah, no. I was freezing. <laughs> I, uh, I said it's the second coldest set oh I've God. ever played because <laughs> the coldest was there was a, a festival I played called Minus Zero, which was in a like a snowstorm uh, up in Vermont one year, and I came so poorly prepared. I was like, oh, it's gonna be fine. I just came like dressed like this, and I tanked up or whatever, and I. And, you know, who would have thought in Tucson, Arizona in February? I mean, I've lived there for plus 10 years and, yeah, it can get a little cold at night. It's desert climate, but that was extreme. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that night was... You know, between that wind and, and whatnot. Wind, yeah. And you know, I'm fine. Like, I have a trailer and I go out for a little show and I could dress myself. I felt worse for the fans, actually. And they were there in droves. So somehow we made it through. We do, yeah. But, and it was a great set, too. But it was cold. My, my you know, when the uh, fingers get so in the end, you have like DJing with your whole, <laughs> your whole hand as opposed, to, as opposed to your fingers. I'm so glad you said that because when I went to the car, he was giving me a hard time. No. It's like, it's not that <laughs> I'm like, like I can't on. even move anymore. Like, it was on. so windy. Come on. And then he came to the car and he goes, well, Liquid Stranger agreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he said on stage it was pretty cold, so I guess. All right, it was, it was, it was pretty cold. cold. Just good.
good survival instinct right there. He was biting, man. There was heat in the car. I was done. I was done. Man. And, and it's it. shocking because you think, you know, in the yeah. desert, where are you, where yeah. are you guys from? We best? live in Tucson. We, we live in Tucson. Oh, okay, so you guys know that. I yeah. mean, it's not oh, yeah. typical weather. No. no, and we're both from the Midwest, too. We're from, like, Wisconsin and Illinois. Wow. Oh. So you've done the opposite of what I've done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were from, we're like, we're like done. We're, we're done with I'm probably going to move back to Arizona again. I, I, Arizona is a very magical place. And I don't know if you made it up to Sedona, but we have plans. It, it's yeah. probably. I mean, you gotta go. Yeah, I mean, it, I heard it's the most spiritual. I say I've been there, and I keep telling him we have to go. Yeah. If you it's live amazing. in Arizona, I mean, that's that's that's. You look me deep in the eyes. You need to I go am. there. Like, <laughs> seriously, it's I'm a sure. magical, it's magical yeah. place. You, it will heal you. It's Good. one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And I think the same goes for. I haven't spent that much time in Tucson, but you know, Scottsdale is where I lived yeah. for. 10 plus years cool. I mean, like 13 years I lived there awesome. and that's probably my favorite place I've ever lived you know no offense to Oklahoma but the desert is it also has a suite you know it's so exotic to me it looks like a alien landscape yeah, I mean, like I cannot Mars, get, right? yeah, yeah I cannot get over it you know and you know funny enough also Arizona is a very diverse state it goes from yeah. low desert in the south to temperate pine forest yeah. and there's even a ski resort in Flagstaff so there I mean there's so much diversity there yeah um, but v absolutely beautiful state so I love the weather there yeah you know it can get a little cold at night not like that though it's still like that it's <laughs> but still not like that. I've never I ever I agree it's the coldest night I've ever experienced in Arizona that's for sure yeah you know? and then this year I bought a like a big wool coat I think it was from <laughs> yeah. Dolls Kills and I was like oh it'll be great it was not that cold yeah, and it I was, was like well it I was just it year. was just for that one year it was just for that year did you see what? my buddy Ellis Dream yeah yes. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh he amazing. brought out uh um, Closey, and yeah. how you debuted that new track? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Closey, I discovered Closey here at Bonnaroo in 2018. 2018? Yeah. That was the first time I saw Closey. I was yeah. like, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah she's they're great. great. Absolutely. Well, we don't want to take any more of your time before your big set. I appreciate you, you know, letting us kind of get into your space right now. But honestly, thanks for the time. Thanks for what you're doing for the scene. And sure. we hope to see you again. Yes. Thank All you right. so much. I appreciate you. Right on, brother. Appreciate you.